Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Doug Heward Mills and currently pastors the Ayodiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Doug Heward Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Doug Heward Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give you direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Amen. Now church, we've reached my favorite part of the service. The Bible says in Hebrews that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen. And Episcopal Sister Joy Bruce is a deliverer of the word of God. Amen. And as she preaches, your world will be framed. Amen. Your future will be brighter. Your marriages will come into being. Your finances will change. Your academics will change. Stand to your feet, church, and help me welcome to the pulpit Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. First love, you're not loud enough. Hallelujah. Wow. Wanna just bow down your head for a moment? Amen. We just thank God for being here. Father, thank you for another Sunday in your presence. I pray that every word that you speak to us today will enter into our spirit. Let us be changed. Let us be blessed. Let us be strengthened. Let us be corrected. Whatever it is that we need, let it be so unto us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Powerful. Are you glad to be in church this? How many of you wondered a bit about the theme of our Sunday service? Yeah, but you happily put it there. You didn't know whether we have become some spooky church, be something, something light effect, then you're saying, hey, what's this? Well, it's a Sunday service, and Jesus is the light. Oh, did you open up your Bible and check? the scripture that was there hey have you seen how it will be easy to take you into the bush because the scriptures on which it was based were on the advert so you should have opened it to check it out hey anyway let me read a couple of scriptures and then we are going to flow are you happy outside here under the tent has God not been faithful to us throughout the whole service the whole semester we have been under canopies over there and here and somehow he has allowed us to be here without being beaten by the rain. I think it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Because if you remember, September, October, it really rains. And yet somehow we would come and we'll have service. This morning I was just remembering it. Are you there? Every time under the canopy like that and we will finish. And we will go. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. What a God. What a God. What a God. But let me just quickly read a scripture for you and then we're going to take off. John chapter 12. In fact, God, John chapter 12 had so many scriptures, but I just want to read this one for you. John 12, 35 and 36. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have light, 
lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Hey, are you there? While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of the light. Is understanding coming small, small? Then jump down to verse 46. I have come as a light into the world. Do you see the light now? I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Hallelujah. And so this Sunday, we're just celebrating Jesus. That's all. He is the light. Amen. He is the light. And he is the one who taught us that he is the light. Amen. It says that if you have him, you have light. You don't have him, you are in darkness. Eish. It's a very serious state to be in, to be in darkness. Have you ever been in your own room and the light goes out and suddenly the way to the bathroom becomes a mystery? I mean, you know where the bathroom in your room is. You know where it is. But you are there in that split second that the light goes off. Yeah. Suddenly your bearings even go. Your own bed, you can easily not find it. Hey, you think it's here, then you're walking back, then you hit your, your foot. Ah, is it not true? Because the light has gone. But it just tells us something. And this is why we have been talking and talking about the quiet time. I, I know you thought I was going to talk about something a bit more spooky. But I'm coming right back to the same quiet time. Hallelujah. And this morning, I'm going to give you a few of the powerful effects of a hidden time, of a uh, powerful effects of a quiet time. Amen. Are you there? Hey, uh, please check first. Ask your neighbor this week, did you have your quiet time? And ask your neighbor, if the person says yes, ask them to just share one thing they remember. Just one. After all the days, just one thing. And if the person is looking in the sky, it means that they didn't have their quiet time. And you are fully empowered to give them a knock. Just make sure that the knock doesn't knock them out. And gentle knock that, look, you better do better. You should be doing better than this. You should be doing better than this. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you get some answers? Mm, or they were just looking in the sea? <laughs> Hallelujah. We are have, talking about having a quiet time because we need things to change. Amen? We need things to change. We need our lives to change. We need so many things to change. There are too many powerless Christians. It's like somebody who's walking around with a modern missile that will sort out everything for you. And then you are crying that you don't have breakfast. I mean, somebody who sees there walking around with everything. You have got an ATM, any amount that you want, it will give it to you. Then you are walking around saying that you are hungry. Are you not? I, I don't want to describe you so that you say I've insulted you. Uh, I'm remembering we are in church. We are in church. I will behave. But, but you get the, the point. You are holding the, the ATMO. All you need to do is to go and put it. <laughs> Just make sure certain banks, their ATM doesn't work. I don't want to mention their names here. So <laughs> we know them. But the rest, their ATMs work. Put it in there and collect your cash. Hallelujah. And in the same way, we are walking with a marvelous source of light and power and instruction. But we need to access it. Holding the ATM card and standing here and saying, it's not going to bring anything. 
But because we are a magic loving community, because we are an instant coffee loving community, instant tea, instant coffee, that's why most of you like Indomie like that. It's not because you like the Indomie, it's the, the fact that instant, you just, you just, um, yeah, no, no, no. Hey, if we could have given you instant jollof cry, you would have eaten. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? So today I'm sharing with you about your quiet time. This is the second week on this topic. Amen? And you know, it's very strategic because when you talk about it in December, you, you, you begin to change. You don't wait for the new year to catch you. By the new year, you are already sailing. You have learned the thing and you are moving with it. Hallelujah. Amen? What does this daily quiet time do for you? The first thing that I'll share with you today is that it prevents a lot of hurt and it reduces pain in this life. Just like the example I was giving you, the light goes off. You thought your bed was four steps away. So you started walking in the dark. One, two, no, no, it was here. Oh, on your knee. Just then the light comes on and you see that the bed was just here. It was a step away. But because of the darkness, and there are some of us who need the light that is Jesus. But I'm getting ahead of myself. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. Many of the pains that we have in this life are because we persist in walking in darkness. And Jesus is the light. Hey. You can either talk to him directly. That's one way. The other thing is that he tells us that he's also the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In him was there nothing made that was made. And it talks about Jesus Christ and links us family to see that Jesus is the word. So as you are praying to Jesus, there's a light that's coming. As you are reading the word, it's light that is coming. But you have a broken heart because you didn't discuss that issue That guy, you just you didn't discuss him with the Lord. That girl, you didn't you didn't check what the word says. Are you here? You just allowed your heart to go. And your heart too was looking for something, so it also went. Yeah. But if you had allowed the word of God to guide you, you wouldn't have entered. And we wouldn't have still been picking up the pieces of your heart by this time. Hey. Please look at your neighbor, ask your neighbor, neighbor, your heart is all of it there. <laughs> You'll be surprised that some people are walking about their hearts doing half. <laughs> the heart is half. A piece is with somebody. <laughs> hey, are you there? Some of you are confused when I say heart. Your heart is your spirit, it's the inner part of you. Yeah. Not the part that is beating, but that one is beating well. But you know what I'm saying. When somebody says, I'm brokenhearted, they really mean that they are brokenhearted. Hey. I remember many years ago, when a certain pastor, he had a beloved, but he was in a branch and they didn't know. Uh-huh. So the time came for him to marry. And as our custom is, we send somebody to announce 
the first bands of the marriage of this pastor. There was a girl in the church who collapsed right there in the church. Yeah. That's why those of you who have relationships and are sitting on the opposite side of each other, I'm watching you. Uh-huh. Are you there? Uh, let me inspect. Please, madam, get up and carry your bag and go and sit there uh-huh. and leave this place for some bachelors who don't know what they're about. Over there, go and sit by your husband. We don't like trouble. We don't like trouble in this church. We don't like trouble. Let me see who again is causing problems. Please, oh, I think you should switch places. No, no. Uh-huh. Thank you. Switch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you understand why now? Please, what you are saying yes to me? Uh, find your husband first before I have a problem. Where are you? Said David, I can't see you. He's not coming. Some yourself. Just replace that. that. Put that basket under your chair. Uh-huh. When he comes. Uh-huh. Finish. Good. When he comes, you come and sit here. Where is he? Uh, please, when he arrives, let's cut him to his seat. Because we keep on saying it and then they keep on misbehaving and breaking it. So now they will do it. Who is that? Where's your wife? Happy, where are you? Where are you? Please, pick up your bag and your things. Never let me have to escort you again. Come and join your husband here. (laughs) So that it is known. Yeah. Charlie Fomax. I hope he's nice like that to you in the house. Yeah, I'm just looking around to see who else I may have missed out. Yeah. You see, when you follow our tradition, these things are hidden. But what is there to hide about an honest, honorable relationship? There's nothing to hide. Yeah, there's nothing to hide. The reason why people hide it is so that they can do other things in the darkness and underneath. But in this church, a relationship at the right time leading towards marriage, we are are happy with it. We are cool with it. We even encourage it. Are you in the house or you have traveled? That's why in this church, we even have people whose weddings are in the office. Not out of shame. They are young people. They are like, we don't have anything. But want to marry. We say, Charlie, marry. We'll marry you. Yeah, we'll marry you. So do the engagement one, and you know it has to be done family to family. After that, whether you want to do it in church, in whatever, we will come as your pastor. We will bless it. Yeah. Amen. Anyway, you are taking me off my point. That wasn't what... The point I'm trying to make is that with Christ, we live in the light, and Jesus is the light, and the word is also a light. Are you there? Open your Bible with me to the scripture, Psalm 119, verse 105. It's a must-know scripture which you should know. Thy word. Uh, please, hold on. I need Tim's. I need an usher somewhere. Um, yeah, come to me, please. Powerful. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. You are welcome, Mr. Ponsa. Well done. <laughs> Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you can't see the whole of your life. Who here can see the whole of his life? 
you know how it's going to be. In next year, you know how it's going to be. Not really. You don't know. You don't know. You have what you wish, but you don't really know. So he's saying that, look, from by my wedding, I put a lamp in front of you. So you take one step, another step, just following the light. The light doesn't take you. You see, you cannot be driving from Kumasi to Accra, and then the light of your car will be shining from Kumasi to Accra. As you are going, it's ahead of you. Showing what is there. But when you don't put on your headlights, hmm, are you here? When you don't put it on, you will be walking in darkness. The week before you guys finish destroying your campus. <laughs> I had gone to a campus. I was invited to preach there by another group of people. So I went there to preach. And when I finished and I was coming back, in fact, as I was driving in, I was admiring the lights. And I remember saying to myself that, hey, Charlie, the campus is not easy. They have done what governments have not been able to do. Ah, is there light? Please, Chris, you have been driving the long distance. Is there light on our roads? There's no light anywhere. When I finished preaching and I sat back in the car and I started on my way home, the light was so much around that I didn't realize I had not put on my headlights. Yeah. So I drove and drove and drove until I was off campus. It is as I came off campus and the darkness of where, where, where some other people are in charge. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. Please, please don't send me a text. Yeah. Where some other people are in charge and there's no light. That's when I suddenly realized that, oh, my light is not on. I want to say to some of you that because you are walking around using the artificial light of education, using the artificial light that is calculated because or that comes to you because you have a little money in your pocket or your parents have a little something. That's why you think you don't know Jesus Christ. But I came to tell you today that you will get to a place in your life just like my journey out where suddenly there is no light because there is a place money can't take you. There is a place education cannot take you. There is a place what you have and who you are cannot take you there. But there is also a light, which is a light regardless of where you are. Even people who are sitting in a jail talk about that light. There was a preacher, an American preacher, who was arrested in one of these communist countries. He had gone there to preach. And he had been preaching and winning people to Christ. And when they are ready to stop you, they normally say you are a spy. So they said he was a spy. And they arrested him and they jailed him hard labor by how many years I have forgotten and he was there and his church was praying his family was praying when he was released he came out of this place that should have been held to him but when he came out he came out fully sane you see when a communist country catches you you can easily come out mm -hmm -hmm. and then they asked him so while you were in there he said oh while he was in there he just fellowshiped with God they prayed, prayed, didn't have his Bible on him, prayed, remembered his scriptures. Even in that dungeon, the light was there. The light was there. Are you here? And so I'm sharing with you that when you have your quiet time, it makes you access that light. It makes you open your Bible. And please ask your neighbor before you came, where's your Bible? Some of you, you dropped it under the bed. It's still lying there. <laughs> Better find it before you injure yourself. Yeah. 
better find it before you injure yourself because in that word is wisdom and the bible says in all with all you're getting get wisdom not the wisdom of the earth the wisdom which comes from above yeah are you in the house let me share the next thing with you hallelujah A quiet time. Turn your Bible to Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14. A daily quiet time burns away unwanted things. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, because you speak this word, behold, I will make thy words in thy mouth fire, and this people would, and it shall devour them. Hallelujah. There are many things in our lives that we don't want. Is it true or is not true? I want to talk to those of you who keep telling me about how there are things you started that have enslaved you and you are struggling to get them out, to get them out of you. You are tired of being a slave to pornography. You are tired of being a slave to masturbation. You are tired of, of, of so many things that you don't want to do that drag you to do them. And sometimes I get people telling me that, you know, I've been prayed for this has happened, that has happened. You see, God has many ways of delivering us. Are you there? Some people are blessed. They become Christians and all of that just falls away. But the majority of us is not like that. The majority, some will have to go for deliverance. There are some, they have delivered you. Huh? A whole, look, if we were to gather all the oil poured on you, eh, it would be a drum. Still, uh, the things are there. <laughs> I want to suggest to you that maybe you are the kind who needs to take your word? And as you are studying that word day by day, some things in you will be fried out of your life. Hallelujah. Because the word of God is well able to remove demons. Oh, yes. And, but I only said I have a habit. You don't know that demons ride on your habits. Yeah. Usually what well, you start the thing in your own power before you are aware. Anything you are doing that you feel I can't control myself, a demon has entered. Hey, hmm. <laughs> are you there? Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. Is not my word like a fire? Are you with me? So as you are reading the word, the fire is coming and it's burning some things. Hmm. It's burning some things. Then it says, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Some of us, there are things in us that are like a rock. The greatest struggle we have as Christians in the African world is the issue of character. Hmm. Are you there? We are so godly, but the godliness does not affect our character. That's why in so many African nations, the elections are stolen. It's not stolen by unbelievers. The people who were there stealing it, you know. Christians there inside. Ghana, if all the polling agents were actually living Christians, who can, who can rig it? But they're all Christians like this, like that. No character. No character. You are looking at me. You are looking very righteous as if you are not inside. You day inside. Tell them, you day inside. You day inside. Ah. It's only that nobody has seen you to offer you some money. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. So we are no better. Do you get me? So we must see this thing that look, for some reason, our, I don't know what it is, but we, 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 
sometimes I like to think to myself that maybe we are two people in one. Yeah. I will explain. Have you ever gone to a funeral before? When you go to the funeral, you will see the duality well. Yeah. It, it, it is so perfect. <laughs> hey, 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 hold me, I'm dying. Give them three minutes. <laughs> like a switch that you have just turned. Yeah. Yeah. I can't live. I can't live without you. When they finish. Are you there? It is the greatest struggle of our lives to be real. We are so not real. Hey. You are sitting now looking at me as if I am the only Ghana man here. But I put it to you, my other Ghanaian, that you are like that too. Do you want me to start? Some of you young ladies, this hair, you have not washed it one month. But you have scraped it together. Look for some perfume and shh. And come. Unreal. Unreal. Ah, what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? Some of you <laughs> I'm going, don't worry, I'm going. Ah, I remember many years ago a certain very nice lady. Oh, very nice, very, very nice lady. I mean, helpful in all things. I mean, you just need to call this young lady and things will be done. And yet, I couldn't understand why she wasn't getting married. Years were passing. Years were passing. And I didn't say it aloud, but I used to insult the brethren in my heart that, ah, you are just bringing things that you are coming to marry. Now, Tell your neighbor, ask for more. Ask for more, not knowing. They say it's international church. Let me speak English. Not knowing, this my wondrous beauty had a tongue like a scissors. Scissors. And the, she had used it to cut brothers before. So the brothers were like, Charlie, I may not have a wife, but this one is not it. You see, yeah, but you see, it is just giving you an idea of what we are up against. Now, here you are. You are a Christian. Maybe as an unbeliever, you had a tongue like a scissors. But open your Bible and read your Bible and see what the Bible says about the tongue. Because you have not read, you don't know that there's a whole chapter on the tongue. It says that look at the tongue, a little thing, like the steering wheel of a big ship, which when you turn it like this, it turns the whole vessel. It said how great a forest is set on fire by a little tongue. You have not read it, so you don't know. And so you are walking around, your character does not match your Christianity. 
So you believe God, or you are a Christian, oh, but your character. Huh. Hmm. Are you there? I'm talking about what your quiet time will do for you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the joints and the marrow, of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a very deep scripture. If I stay here to do a Bible study on it, we'll not close today. But I want you to go and study it. You understand what the word is. The Bible is saying that the word of God, that what, how it is and where it is, eh, it can reach places in you that nobody else can reach. Even when you do a normal surgery, they don't try to separate your joints from your bone marrow. Some people don't know what the bone marrow is. When, you are, when they give you a big bone, that thing you suck from the middle, that's the bone marrow. Ah. <laughs> are you here? This one is not only the art students. I'm science students too. We're hot. <laughs> Amen. But are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So it's saying that the word of God is such that you see hmm. this nice daughter of mine is spirit, soul and body but this is all that we see are you there? this is all that we see but we know there's more to her one day she will grow up may you pass 70 with ease pass 80 with ease one day you'll be there maybe you have lived until you are 90 then you hear that oh this young lady has passed away. Now she's an old lady at the age of 85. When you get there, her body is there. What has left? Her spirit. But as we are here, how do we separate the two? Can you separate it? Which part of her is her mind? And which part of her is her spirit? And which part of her is what we see? You can't tell. Or you can't tell? You can't tell. Is there some scientific programming? If we attach it to her, it will say, oh, this part is body and this part is soul and this part is nothing but the word of God. Tell your neighbor the word of God. The word of God can hold Claudia and this is her spirit. And this is her flesh. And deal with them. Thank you. Thank you. So it can differentiate between them. That's the word of God. Not that you have to make it do that. That's what the word does naturally. All you need to do is to expose yourself to that word. For it to begin to separate things in you that must be separated. Hallelujah. Are you there? It says that the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts. As we are sitting here, everybody here looks as though they are concentrating on the word of God. But as I'm preaching... As I'm preaching, the, the Lord, look, the word himself can tell that this person is saying, eh, mommy, you This other one, you were clapping at this, but it was actually the dancer's boobs that you were looking at. You could see. Hey! <laughs> the church is very quiet. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah! He can see your thoughts. Some of you as you are there saying, yes, please. Yes, please. I dream bonnet, I dream bonnet the whole dream. Is it true or it's not true? And 
the word of God is able to work on those things and he's able to bring a change. If only you will expose yourself to the word. If only. The word of God, you know, in Ephesians chapter 6, I'm beginning to miss my screen, but <laughs> in Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10, we are given a description of the armor that God has given to us. Are you there? Yeah. It tells us to be strong. After we've done everything, we should stand. It says, as you stand, your belt of truth should be on. Your blessed breath of breast. Blessed. <laughs> your breastplate of righteousness your feet shod with the gospel of peace on, the, on your head the helmet of salvation take the shield which is the faith the only one the only one that is to fight with the word the sword of the spirit all the other things are protective the only one that fights that you use as a sword is the word. Is the word. Uh, you are not seeing it. Yeah. Belt. What do you fight with a belt? Breastplate plate of righteousness. Your feet. Gospel of peace. Your head. Helmet of salvation. Let's jump over. Shield of faith. Only the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. That's what we use to fight. And so a wordless Christian is a Christian who cannot fight. Yeah. Who goes to war without... Ah, everybody's fighting with their sword. You don't have a sword. Will you enter? Some too, your way, you have some word, but it is like a plastic table knife. The more word you know, the larger it is. What you know is equivalent to a plastic table knife. You cannot do much apart from cutting cake. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> are you there? Some you've gone a little further, a little kitchen knife. It can cut a piece of meat. But he says, sword. What you need is a sword. A sword is a long thing. You don't allow the enemy to get close. That's the advantage of the sword. Where he is, you can even take it and throw. Yeah, and it is there. I'm talking to somebody about a quiet time. A quiet time. You get the sword that you need. Hey! Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. How can you use a sword that you don't know? I'm asking, how can you use a sword? Those of you who like watching those kind of films. Is it the Chinese people who are always throwing things? Yeah. When you don't know how to use it, are you not more dangerous than somebody who doesn't have one? You are very dangerous. As we are here, you are, you are holding a sword. And you are just, I just freely enter the crowd with a sword. Oh. You must be very careful. Hallelujah. You must get that word. And you must read that word. And you must study that word. Hallelujah. In order to have any effect at all. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you understanding something? Hey, a daily quiet time allows you to grow spiritually. Spiritually, your spirit must grow inside of you. The part of you that got born again is just a baby. That's what the Bible tells us. Hallelujah. 
First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 tells us that the word of God, he says, desire the spiritual milk. So when you're a baby, it's milk that you are drinking. But the time comes when you must begin to chew meat and chew the bones of the word. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. Are you there? Hey, you there, you know they? Yeah. And some of us, our spirit is too weak and too small because we're not feeding it. We're not feeding it. At the risk of repeating myself, I will do the demonstration I always do when I get to this spirit, soul, and body because I find it so good. Let me choose my characters. Let me see if they have gotten any bigger or smaller. Kata, where are you? Please arrive. It was somewhere. Good. So which side should I stand on? Here or there? Okay, stand here. And face them. Then... Who am I looking for? Ah... Okay, Elder Bafua, come and join him in the middle. Good, good. Ah, Ohima has disappeared from my, my eye view. Oh! Hey, come, come, Gloria, come. Wonderful, you are on flat shoes too. Good. Stand by here. Maybe we should do another three on this side, oh, so that everybody can see some. Powerful. All right. Nanaya, you to come. Nanaya, will you qualify? Fafa, you come and tell me that he's feeling shy, so I'll call him. Here, good. And then I need. Okay, Kay, I think you will do. Arrive. Then I need a small girl. Small. Oh, him, I come. Who? Ooh. Daisy, can it work? Who is smaller? Daisy or Theodora? Who's smaller? Theodora, come. Tell them that they, they won't get. They won't get some po. They won't even get. Please, gentlemen, stand close to each other. All right, come and stand here. I think you can turn and face this side. That's what the pastors, they will manage. Now, in each of these three people, I have... Hello. Hello. I have picked some people to represent something. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 27, tell, talks to us about us being spirit, soul, and body. Is that okay? Spirit, soul, and body. Ask for body you know. So, this is body. Now, now you can wave your hand. That's body on that side. Powerful. Okay, you can lift your hands. That's your soul. That's him. Your soul has your mind, your, your intellect, your feelings. When you say, I've got a broken heart, sometimes your soul has been affected. That's why you are depressed. You see, because your emotions are here. Your emotions are here. Are you getting me? Then you have your spirit. Wave your hand. Wave your hands. Good. And I have deliberately picked them like this because this is how we look in the spirit. For many of us, body we have taken care we have fed it, we have bathed it, we have dressed it, we are not even satisfied with one dress, we are 45, we are not satisfied with one pair of dress, but it's true. Are you there? Yeah. But some bodily exercise, it's all working, you know, so the body is generally well fed.
turn to your neighbor and say, I can see that you are well fed. I mean, I can see. Yeah. Generally, I can see you are well fed. <laughs> now, in the middle, not as well fed as the body, but we are trying. That's our soul. That's your intellect. You've gone to school to develop it. You are trying to learn. Trying to pass exams. Trying to use your brain small, small. Ask your neighbor, do you have a brain? <laughs> and when your neighbor says yes, ask them, how do you know? <laughs> hey! But there's also a component of you that you don't see. And that component is called your spirit. And Jesus was the one who taught us. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When you get born again, the part of you that is born again is your spirit. This part that you don't see. This part that when you leave the earth, that's what goes. And we say you have died. Uh-huh. Are you there? By the way, these two are very closely linked. Yeah. Very, very closely linked. That's why we need the word of God to separate them. One moves into the other. Are you here? And the Bible is saying that when you read the word of God, you feed this one. When you study the word of God, you feed this one. But many of us are not reading. So, this is exactly how we look in the physical. Then, malnourished, you look, you look small. You're not growing. Are you there? Then it is time to make a decision. The Bible also tells us that as for the flesh, it's against the spiritual. Are you there? So that's why the day you wake up to say you're going to fast, you on normal day, you don't eat till 10 a.m., 12. But the day you say you're going to fast, 6 o'clock, 5.30, you are starving. Are you there? So this is what happens. Now, as for the middle, are you there? Therefore, you can also wave so that they know that uh, this one. This one is what the Bible is talking about in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, where he tells you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you get born again, only one person is a baby. That's your spirit. This guy, until you do something about it through the word. Ah, that's why some of you, your mind is not well. Yeah, your mind is not well. The way you think, you're sick. It's not well. Then you now wake up and say, we are going to fast. Spirit is happy. Hold on, I will give you the cue. Today, they are here yeah, concerts. Ah. Spirit is now born again. Spirit says that, oh, they say we should fast and pray. We are going to do some fasting and some prayer. Let us see what happens. Body says, oh, you are trying to make us fast. Let's see whether Gloria is able to make them fast. Who is pulling who? I said, who is? <laughs> they have even taken her on a stroll. Do you see now why you are trying to stop those things, but you are not able to stop? Do you see now why you are not able to stop? Because your body is too... Your spirit, sorry, is too weak. Your spirit is too weak. I say, your what? Your spirit is too weak. However, with all due respect, Pastor Hilbra, come. This is your moment of, of uh, honor. Please just arrive. Yeah. Thank you, Gloria. Take your seat. But here is somebody. 
The spirit has been fed. The spirit has been fed. We say that it's time for us to read word of God. It's time for us to fast. The, the soul has also been changed because of all the food that has been coming. And now the spirit is, con- is in control. And the spirit says, we are doing. What happens now? Are you understanding what I'm trying to share with you? When you have fed your spirit with the word of God, the spirit also is growing. While your spirit is growing, your mind is also changing because of what you have been reading. So instead of these two against one, these two rather are now against one. That's when your flesh has to bow. Your flesh has to bow. As for the flesh, eh? It will forever want the wrong thing. If you think you become so spiritual that naked woman will be passing and you will not be moved. You, you, please, you are looking for something, I mean. No, no, if you leave it to the flesh. But if your spirit is strong enough, if the woman is not careful, you even beat her. So come on, clear out from here and then go and dress your Jezebel like you. How does it happen? Spirit has been fortified. The word of God has filled you strength has come. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 5.14, it talks about the meat. You see, some part of the word cries even like bones. Hey! Yeah. Those who drink milk, they never get very strong. Babies. Ah! You always have to be carrying them. But when they get to the meat, are you there? The meat. Yeah. You see, that's not so easy to be pulled around. God bless you. Thank you very much. I hope you're understanding something. And understanding how you will grow spiritually. And so from now, I'm asking you to take your quiet time seriously. Don't let a single day pass without you reading the word of God. Oh, Pastor Mia, I read once a week. Do you eat once a week? How does a baby who eats once a week look? <laughs> hey, I tell you, and worse. <laughs> yeah, they look so bad. If they can even survive. If you go, or your body cannot survive with eating once a week. Why do you think your spirit can? And some of you, your spirit is almost in coma. (laughs) It has been hungry. That's, yeah. One of the signs of that, that's why you don't enjoy spiritual things. Somebody has to always come and call you. Somebody has to come and drag you. It's because your spirit is alive, but it's in coma. It's not well. It's not well. But as you daily read the word of God, daily spend some time on the word of God, daily spend some time praying, the spiritual strength that your spirit needs and that your soul needs begins to enter and you begin to change. My prayer is that you will not just listen to this as a sermon to laugh about, but it's something that you actually apply to your life. Hallelujah. I have had a lot of prayer answers from my quiet time. Yeah. When we were about to move here, I was just wondering how it's going to be. I was just imagining if I was going to preach under a canopy. Are you there? So let's assume that I'm standing under a canopy and I'm preaching. Oh, it's very nice and cool here. I tell you, that cheesecloth is hot. Have you seen that those over there are very far? So imagine that I was preaching from there. 
and all of you were sitting this way to the back, how would it have been? You'll see that those who like playing Lotto in church would have been playing Lotto. Those who like Facebooking in church will be Facebooking. I mean, it's just not going to work. The choir will stand up and their back is to some people. It was my quiet time I had had and I was praying. And then I saw this picture. Put the cheesecloth in the middle. Cheesecloth was not part of my, my calculations. Because number one, it is expensive. Number two, if it rains, you, you will be wet beer under it. Number three, it's very hot. If you think you are hot under there, come here. <laughs> are you there? Yeah, but it was an answer. It was an answer in my quiet time. In my quiet time. Please ask your neighbor, did you have your quiet time? Okay, I won't say Sunday, yesterday. Hmm. Some of you who are nodding your head, yes. You see, you just did the thing. Rim, bam. <laughs> it, it, it felt better than nothing. But, but, but please, tell your neighbor, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Somebody who eats like a pig. Like, <laughs> it's very different from somebody who sits down and has a meal. They are different people. They are different people. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Today, I want you to promise yourself and promise God. I'm going to talk to you every day. I'm going to read what you say to me because that's the primary way by which he's speaking to me. Speak, he speaks to us. That's why I'm amazed that people who never open their Bible, who have the termity to come and say that God spoke to you. Be quiet. Ah, if I have written 66 letters to you that you never read, will I talk to you? Come on, let's be serious. Let's be serious. The Bible is 66 letters God has written to you. And you have not even tried to read one. Then you say he has come to say what? Excuse me, the demons you have been fellowshipping with, they are the ones talking. Yep. And if you begin to look at the effects of what they say, you will know that what I'm saying is true. How do you know a tree? By its effect. Yeah. If it is good or bad, it's by the effect. I want you to promise God. Lord, I know that I'm a human being. Sometimes I fail, but as far as I can, I am going to have my quiet time. Every single day, I will have my quiet time. I want you to bend down your head where you are and talk to him about this for a few minutes. Stop excusing yourself. Say, oh, because of my course. Because I can't read. You can't read. There's the Bible on audio. Get it and play it. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord this morning or this afternoon. I'm not sure which it is. Talk to him. Talk to the Lord. Ask him for help. Tell the Lord, you know my frame. You know that I'm just flesh. And because I am just flesh, I know that if you leave it to me, I'll disappoint you. And so I'm asking for your spirit to come in to help me to have my quiet time every single day without fail. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him for a few minutes. And ask him to help you to be true to this way, this promise that you're making. Help us, Lord, to talk to you every day. To go into your word and read your word every day. Forgive us for the times that we have 
ignored you and pushed you into second place, third place, fourth place, and eventually not done it. But from today, Lord, understanding has come and we have changed. Help us, Lord, to read that word. Help us, Lord, to pray that prayer. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet, everyone. And as you stand to your feet, Jesus taught us that those who are born is that which is born of the spirit that is spirit. You are here this afternoon and you cannot say that my spirit is new. My spirit has been changed. What have they done to my sound now? My spirit has been changed. You can't say it. It means that you must give your life to Jesus. The spirit that you came on this earth with is already dead. What you came born with right from the word go. We have Abraham to thank for that. Please change my mic, somebody. We have him to thank for that. And we are saying that that spirit is what Jesus changes when he says that that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want you to consider yourself. Think about yourself right now. Are you born again? I'm not asking, have you been coming to church? I said, are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Is Jesus your Lord and Master? I'm not asking, are you working in church? It's possible to work in church and still not make it. But you've got to give your life to Jesus. He must be your Savior. And when he's your Savior, he will now write your name in the book of life. Until that has happened, you are not born again. But I have good news for you this afternoon that you are only one prayer away from being born again. All you need to do is to look at yourself honestly. Some of you, you, are, you, you think, but you are not even sure. If I were you, I would not leave doubt over this one. I would rather come and give my life to Christ one additional time to be sure than be sitting down there thinking, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. And so if you're there listening to, my, to me, wherever you are in this compound, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here and you are saying that I want to receive Jesus. I need to receive Jesus. You are here you are saying I'm not sure that I'm born again but I want to be born again. I'm not sure that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life but I want my name to be written. If that is your prayer, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. A very quick prayer. Just lift it up. God bless you. God bless you for all your lifted hands. God bless you. Don't think about your friend at all because we will stand before the master alone your friend will not be there in judgment. If your hand is lifted up, I see you all over, all over, under every part of the tent. Please, step out of where you are and just come to me here. Just come to me here. I want to pray with you. Just step out and come. God bless you. God bless you for responding. God bless you. Just come and stand. Just come. Allow the pastors and the ashes to help you. Just come. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Your heart is beating. That's the Lord signifying to you that you need to do something about this because it's not a sure thing. Keep coming. Come out of your seat. Come out of where you are. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. God bless you. God bless you. I saw you in my prayers this morning. Keep coming. There are more of us here. And as you are standing, you are saying that I want to go. You are saying, I don't want to. I don't. Please, you are the one who is touching your heart. Step out and come. Step out. It's just a prayer. It's just a prayer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm still waiting. 
I'm still waiting for you. In these few minutes, you can change something that it will happen years from now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. There are still some more of us. Give us a few more minutes. We're waiting for you. There's a battle over your life this afternoon. The devil says he's mine and Jesus says I paid the price. She is mine and Jesus says I have paid the price. All you need to do is to say yes, I accept that price that has been paid. Please step out quickly and come. Step out quickly. Step out quickly and come. Step out. The Lord is calling you this afternoon. Step out of where you are and come. Step out. Step out and come. I'm giving you just a few more minutes. A few more seconds and then we will pray. A few more seconds and we will pray. God bless you. Just keep coming. Hallelujah. God, God bless you. God bless you. Just keep coming. God bless you. God bless you. There's any doubt in your heart, any doubt in your mind, any doubt in your spirit, just come. Just come. Just come. As you're standing in front here, you see, I'm trying to continue and I keep on getting a check on my inside. Somebody, God loves you enough to keep us all standing here and waiting for you. Just step out and come. And acknowledge that he has seen you. He knows where you are. Step out and come. Step out and come. Just step out. God bless you. Just God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. If you're standing here this afternoon, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much for each one standing here giving their life to you today. I pray that they will taste of your goodness. Let them see that their lives have changed and let them be encouraged. May none of them fall away ever in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIAGSA. God richly bless you. That's what I pray.